Hey there, friends, and welcome to Becoming a Boss, where we take some time each week to talk with someone who's wrestling with a specific situation at work. I'm your host, Megan, here today with Wallace. Hello. And today we're going to talk about, well, we want to know if your boss is basic. Sounds really mean. We might go off the rails a little bit on this episode. I mean, here's the thing. It just, it upsets me when people don't treat their people well. I get upset. Especially when it's something that can be easily corrected or easily avoided. We're hoping that if you are, in fact, making one of these quote-unquote rookie mistakes, that you would write your path. Consider it. Consider writing your path. Yes. For the sake of the people. Yes. And yourself. When you grow as a leader, like, I mean, if you, yeah, mm. if you do something better, so you're growing yourself. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a person who wants to learn all the yeah. time. I want to be better. Yes. I'm assuming that other people want to be better. Yes. If we're not growing, we're dying. That's really I mean, good. That's kind of harsh, but that is the bottom line. It is. Think about the people who just stay in the same. No. It is like a death in a way because you're not evolving. Well, the rest of the world is moving forward. Right. Exactly. With or without you. Right. And you're staying. Place. Yeah, and another one of my favorite quotes is Maya Angelou. She said, when you know better... You do better, for crying out loud. Yeah. She didn't say it for crying out loud, but yes. But we can add that. We, we can That's add that. what our job is. We're yeah, adding. And I think she would be okay with that. I do. I she, agree. She was the best. So we're just going to buckle up and so talk about... Up. Your boss might be basic if... If... <laughs> he, she... He, she. Give us an example. They're never in the office. And they're done that. Because if your boss is never in office, why aren't they in office? What's a good reason? Devil's advocate. They're doing big things. I don't know. I guess it depends on their job. Are they out, if they're out selling, if they're out getting customers, if they're out mm. promoting the business, if they're out. Okay. That's let me. a good reason, I guess. Okay. 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 Fair, fair, fair. Let me say never available. Let me change mm-hmm. the verbiage. They're not available to you. So they're not in office or they're never available. Yeah, that's not. I don't. I can't think of a good excuse for that. Because your job is to help the people, right? And be there for the people. Correct. And so either a you're actually not available, or b they have a perception that you're not available. Ooh, what about in the devil's advocate arena? What about if their boss is also never available, and that's just what they mm-hmm. do? They think is normal. They think is normal. Well, it that's from the top. That's something they that people say, and it is so true. It is true, but that's why we're doing the podcast yes. so that we can tell you because we don't. I don't have anything to lose. I'm just going to straight out tell you that this is not okay. Right. It's not okay if you're not available to your people. Whatever your boss is doing or not doing, it's not okay. No. What if you are the people? How do you approach that if you are the people and your boss is basic? Yeah, well, you have to make your own decisions, I think, but it depends. Some people are okay working what's the word autonomously yeah Yeah. on your own you don't need direction you don't need people which is fine to an extent yeah but there's going to be times when you need answers Mm -hmm. so can you get the answers that you need and what is the level that you're willing to live with but okay just logistically pretend that i was a person and my boss was unavailable i would schedule a meeting with her on the calendar okay her him i would schedule a meeting and i would expect her him to show up to the meeting if the boss did not show up to the meeting i would that's really sad which could happen though again but again yes it happens it's part of life so let's say they do show up okay they show up and you what do you say 
Well, respectfully, you have to be prepared. And this is my take on a meeting. No matter who you are, if you are the scheduler or the schedulee, I want to know what the meeting's about. Yes, what's the agenda? If you schedule me into a meeting, I expect you to make sure that I know what the meeting's about. Okay. If you are going to write that in the email, if you just write in the invitation, you just say, here's what the meeting is about. It doesn't have to be a dissertation. It can be one sentence or two sentences right. or a couple of bullet points. Or if it's a regular meeting, we already know what it's about. So it doesn't really necessarily have to. So if you were the, the people okay. scheduling a meeting with your boss mm -hmm. to discuss. I would have bullet points in the agenda That's beforehand. Like That's like what? Whatever right I need to discuss. Oh. But are we bringing up to them the fact, like, is it okay? Is it ever okay to tell mm -hmm. your boss you're not meeting my expectations? I think it is. Is that ever okay? I think it is. Is it dangerous? Could it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is dangerous. Because you don't know the type of reaction you might get. Right. And backlash is a real thing. It is a real thing. So, and backlash can be worse depending on, there's other, th other factors too. Some people get treated badly for no good reason. Right. So it might even be even more harsh. Right. This is a whole lot subjective. I hate to really give people advice on how to approach your own personal boss because I don't – No. I, I would be afraid yes. for a person to get them – Yes, because it, you don't know what's going to happen. You backlash is real. Yeah, and you don't know what's on the other side of that. So maybe we approach it by telling the people what to do for themselves if they are experiencing a basic boss. Yeah. But if they're not available, I mean, I think it's okay to to say, hey, I scheduled this meeting because I have things to go over. I mean, what do you need them for is the question. So you need to talk to your boss. What do you need them for exactly? Because they may not know that they're needed. Right. If I have outstanding questions. So I used to have a boss who was very, very busy. He was a great boss, by the way. And he was very busy, but he did keep his one-on-ones with me. And we usually would just chat about life or whatever, but I always would kind of have a list of things that I needed his input on, whether it was a decision that I didn't feel comfortable making on my own or how has this been handled in the past because I've only been around a little bit right. or whatever. But I would be, we were in office at this time. So I would literally have a sticky note with three things on there and I would take it in his office and we would chat. But before we would chat, I would say, here, here are my things. And he would answer all my questions. And then we would chat for the rest of the time. Right. And that was how we handled things. That's and he was, and that was one of the things that made him a really good boss because he, he never failed. He never failed me. He always answered my question or gave me the direction to go. There was never a point where he just like, well, I don't know, like yeah, <laughs> open-ended. Yeah, he didn't leave you to... Mm -mm. Have to always figure it out for yourself. Or he would say, figure it out. Right. And that's okay, that's too. Okay. That's an answer. Yeah, that's an answer. And I was okay with that. But some things, depending on what it was, I just want to make sure, hey, let me run this by you. He was a great boss. He always kept his one-on-one -on -one meetings, and he always answered my questions. I think that's really one of the things that makes us be able to have a good relationship is communication. Yes. I'm okay to talk with you. You're okay to You're talk with me, yes. even when things aren't peachy keen all the time mm -hmm. right and if you don't feel comfortable to approach your boss maybe that's something you should ask yourself is it okay with you that you're not okay right and comfortable to talk with your boss is that a person you're okay to work for right 
And then the other aspect is your boss may not even know that they're not approachable or not available or that they seem not available. They may not even know. So in that aspect, I think it's okay that you at least just maybe bring that to their attention or just ask them a question like, hey, I was wondering, I had a few things that I wanted to discuss with you. Would you be available after this meeting? Can you stay on a few minutes or should I schedule a separate meeting or just ask? And if they say no, I don't think there's any danger in just asking right. that. And if they, you know. If, if they, they say no, then then I think then, then you have other considerations to make. Right. Yes. You can go from there. But at least you voiced your opinion. You asked the question. Opinions, you put it yes. out there. Yeah. I like it. How else may, what else may um, be? Oh, basic. You know, the, the, yeah, the makings of a, a basic well, speaking of meetings, there there are a couple of things that are just so green, in my opinion. You don't put any notes in the meeting, so you don't know what the meeting's about. If you don't know what the meeting's about, then how do you prepare? How do you know if you're even supposed to be in the meeting? And also, I think people can get kind of scared with meetings that you don't oh, know what yeah. it's about. Because Definitely. when you don't know what it's about, you know, then you just wonder, well, what is this about? Is it, is it bad? Is it good? Is, are we getting laid off? Is there, is there whatever? Lord. Yes. It, you go to extremes. Yes. And our minds do that. They will fill in the gap. If we don't have an answer, we will fill it in. Right. Mm-hmm. Not good. No. So that is one thing. Not- and also, I'm about efficiency. If I don't know what the meeting is about, how do I prepare? Maybe I need to get something before the meeting, but I don't know I need to get it because you didn't say what the meeting was about. How am I supposed to know? What am I, a mind reader? Ugh, pet peeve. It or, takes two seconds to just type in a sentence. Or maybe you would have had some questions to bring that you wanted to ask anyway. And now that you know this meeting is about this, you come prepared. Mm-hmm. And that way you ask the questions in front of the other team members and everybody benefits from the answer potentially. Yeah. But if you don't know. Then it's a waste of time. It is a waste of time. And that's where I'm saying, if you are wasting time, then you're wasting money. The bottom line. And staying on the thread of meetings, another thing that I've seen people do a lot is they just schedule you over other things. Say you already have a meeting in your calendar and I'm trying to schedule a meeting between you and some other people. Well, if I'm trying to schedule a meeting, then I have to coordinate your calendar and her calendar and his calendar because I need to make sure that you guys are all available. Right. All right, so if you are not available, then you would have it blocked already. Yes. So my job as the scheduler is to make sure that I find an open space. Yes. If I can't find an open space, I'm going to have to do something additional to find an open space. Right. Let's say frick, frock, and religious. Everybody needs to the, come to the meeting, but religious calendar is booked all the way till next year. I may reach out directly to Frilligious and say, hey, Frilligious, we're having an issue because your calendar is blocked till 2025. What are we supposed to do about this? Do we need to talk to you about da-da-da-da-da? Do you want me to skip you? Or is there anything that's on your calendar as a block that is actually... Because sometimes people block time in their calendar, Mm -hmm. but it's really like focus time or this time or that time. Oh, I definitely do that. And they know. Yes. So when you reach out, they'll say, oh, no, actually... Mm-hmm. this time works. Right. But it will take an extra step. The lazy thing to do or the basic thing to do would be to just book it. Anyways. And care about the people's calendar, Un- which I have had done. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. Now, we're going to step into whatever your company culture is about because this may be different. But I will tell you, 
for the companies that I worked for, I am not going to accept a meeting if I'm already booked. Right. 98% of the time, I'm not going to do it. Because you knew darn well when you scheduled that meeting that I was already booked. And if you really wanted me there, you would have reached out to me individually to say, I really need you there. Is there anything that you can do? Right. Would that be looked as insubordinate by a boss? If you don't accept their, if they double book you and you don't accept their meeting, mm. could that be like, okay. Just, like, no. Okay. That's a great question because who is scheduling the meeting? It depends. If your colleague is scheduling the meeting is different than if your boss is yes. scheduling the meeting. What if your boss is doing it? And I they mean, just didn't take the time to look or they feel like because they're the boss, they have mm -hmm. the upper hand. Yeah. And that is a conversation that if it was me and my boss double booked me, I would, I would go right in there and I would be like, hey boss, um, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. Here's the situation. How do you want me to handle this? Get an answer from him or her. And then also ask, is this how you want me to handle it going forward? Because I'm going to do a whole other, we're going to do a whole other thing about how to get promoted. Okay. <laughs> whole other thing. But moving up in the company, if that's your goal is to move up in the company, then you want your boss. Your boss is your best advocate. Yes, of course. And so you want to make sure that you're on board and in line with whatever it is that they want you to do. So if they want you to ignore everything else and accept their meeting, if that's my boss, that is exactly what I'm going to do because that's their direction. I report to them and that's the end of it. Right. We don't love it, but that's what we have to do. I'm just saying that's what I'm going to do because that's what they said. Yeah. I've never had a boss actually tell me that ever. I also don't have bosses that double book me. Right. Typically. Typically. Mm -hmm. I have had a boss double book me and then call and be like, I'm so sorry. I just double booked you, but I had to because blah, 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 blah. And I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes we have emergencies. Yes. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. It is. But if you all the time do it, you're basic. Yes. That's the answer. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's true. You, because it's disrespectful. It is disrespectful. <sighs> the, the implication is my time is more important than anybody else's, really. Certainly yours. Yeah. Yeah, that's I don't not like cute. it. That's not cute. It's not. It's not cute at all. No. What else would make a boss basic? <sighs> we have a lot going on about meetings, so let's think about other things with meetings. Being late to a meeting that you scheduled. Oh my gosh. Being late to a meeting that you scheduled. Yikes. All right. Well, being late to a meeting Period. is probably not a good look for you. Not a good look. Especially so if you make a good. habit of yes. it. Yes. Not good. And it also communicates the same thing that you said yeah, earlier. It, it, nobody's time matters. Only your time matters. Just mine. That is not okay. That is rude. Yeah. Sorry. That is rude. But yeah, to be late to the meeting that you scheduled. That's something else. Egg on my face. <laughs> That's pretty bad. We'll have things to do. Right. But, and again, if it's a one-time occurrence. Well, yes. One time, we're not going to judge anybody as, label them as basic over one time. Mm -mm. Not one time anything. No. But if this is a habit. Basic. Mm, very basic. Or another thing that you could do to battle that. If you are going to be late, you know you're going to be late because you're on another meeting because sometimes that also happens, unfortunately, where you are in the heat of the moment, in the discussion, in the existing meeting. So you know you're going to be late to this other one. You could ping them or whatever. Yeah, anything. Or text, text and just say, hey, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm on this other meeting, so I'm running late. Please forgive me. But again, it's a one time. That's a one time. You're not always going to be right in that situation. And then if you work for a company, you likely, you're not the only one that's having meetings. So people know. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people will understand. 
I read about a concept where you end five minutes early mm-hmm. all the time. So you never schedule a 30-minute meeting. You always schedule a 25-minute meeting. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that before? I have heard of it. I have heard of it. And I have worked with people that, quote, unquote, are doing that. However, it never actually happened. I never How saw so? it happen. It's like, okay, the me- meeting would be scheduled till 1125. Mm-hmm. Then why are we still talking and it's 1135? Oh, like they do it on the calendar, but then when the time comes, mm-hmm. is not like respected. Okay, not keeping time. Not keeping time. If you're late, you go over. You start yes. late. Yes. Basic. Woo. That happens a lot. Okay. It's not normal. No, it's not, and it's not. But it's it happens a lot. It's just not efficient. You know I have a meeting after this. I have a pet peeve for that. That's a pet peeve of mine. But it's it's with everything. It's with everything about time. The doctor's office, Mm -hmm. the boss, everyone. Mm -hmm. My time is just as valuable. It needs to be respected. If I am to be here at 12, why is it 1 o'clock and I'm still waiting for you to come out? Oh, my goodness. Why? Please explain it to me. Why? Do you know Gemma's doctor? She's so timely. I? I have never seen it, and it's pediatrics. Let me just tell you that if a doctor is timely, I don't care that if you barely got the diploma, if you like barely just made it, if you are timely, I love you, and you will have my business. C's get degrees. Let me just tell you, the Mm -hmm. abuse of people's time is Mm. something that just really yeah. Doctors, I. I fire doctors left and right for for the time thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Well, they're egregious about it. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I get you're a doctor. I get you went to school for however many years. I get you have this knowledge that most of us don't have. Like, I get that. That's important. That's cool. But in the same way that I can't show up to my appointment 30 minutes later and be seen, mm-hmm. it should go both ways. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Oh, yeah. So if you have the audacity mm-hmm. to charge me a mm-hmm. fee... Mm-hmm. For being yeah. late, oh, yeah. but then you're late. You're late. And, oh no! And, and there's no char- and there's no fee. No thanks. There's I'm gonna no charge fee. you a fee. Exactly. Oh no! Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Uh, that. Mm, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. No, I will fire a doctor quick. One time. <laughs> li- li- listen, one time I'll do it mm-hmm. because to our point, I'm emergency. We five minutes ago, right? And doctors can be mm-hmm. in emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll give you grace for one time. Mm-hmm. But if I come to your office and this is a recurrence. No, thanks. We're not doing it. You're fired. You're fired because there will be another doctor. And again, maybe they're not even as good as you. It's okay. They value my time. And that is, mm-hmm. I just appreciate that so much. But anyway, back yeah. to the bosses. Yes, okay. it is. It can be an epidemic of people just not keeping time. Epidemic. It's an epidemic. It's not right. No, no, because now you're messing up my entire day. And again, the implication is your time is most valuable because mm-hmm. putting aside my time and your time, what about the time that I, uh, the person that I have a meeting with next? Now we're you're, affecting their time. Yes, and you're impeding on their day as well. Not okay. It's disrespectful. Not okay. I think we have a trend. Get it together. Yeah, the trend, it seems to be with the time. Just be respectful of people's time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's groups that I've been part of. Groups. Uh-huh. Okay. If if it's an hour. Oh, and it goes to and two. And it's three. Okay, yeah. Or two. Yeah, no. Even with that, and I've had uh-huh. to have, like, again, find grace. But even with that, I get restless. Because in my mind, I plan for an hour. Yeah, right. And I you should be able to. 
I planned my day for an hour. I told my family I was going to be unavailable for an hour. I did everything right. thinking that it was an hour yeah. because you said it was an hour. Yeah. But why is it two? Yeah. Every single time. No. Or two and a half. This is with meetings, appointments. And if you invite people over yeah. even and they show up an hour late, is that is that a nice thing to no. do? Because again, if you're my host, you prepared and right. planned and segmented your day mm -hmm. based on these hours that you were going to graciously devote to us. Mm -hmm. We need to operate within that guideline. I have certain people in my life that are on time and certain people that are not on time. And so I just kind of, I arrive at lunch at the time that I know they're going to arrive at lunch. I saw a funny meme the, uh, yesterday on Instagram that it was like Dominican problems. One minute is really 30 minutes in Dominican time. <laughs> um, have you heard? Yeah, I'm sure you've heard of like island time. Or, yeah. Yeah. We are perpetually. I, I, you know, in, in countries like that, like time is just whatever. It's not, <laughs> it's not in the, you know, strict economy of time that we have in the U.S., which is, you know, very organized and great. But yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. But you know how long, you generally know how long something is going to take. Even if you're a doctor, you generally are getting the same appointments. Yes. If you're having a meeting, you generally know how long it's going to take. Yes. And even if you run over, there's an additional complication in the midst of the meeting that you could not have predicted. Okay, guess what you have an opportunity to do? Honor everyone's time, end the meeting as scheduled, and let them know you'll be scheduling another one so they can finish this conversation. Yes. That's the efficient way. And so you're being efficient. You're respecting and honoring people's time. You're allowing them to be efficient. And whoever they have a meeting with next, you're allowing yes. them to be efficient too. Yes. It's just it's just better all around. Okay, I'm just, I have no tolerance. No. All right, so this is, I'm going to do a different one. Ready? Ready. Your boss might be basic if they allow other people to speak negatively about other people all the time. So, How is that even a thing? Well, For example, are you saying like I'm in the meeting talking with my boss about someone else that we work with negatively? Uh-huh. And they just allow it. How is that even? That, that's not a thing. How is that a thing? Oh, well, here's why I know it's a thing. How could that possibly be a thing? Oh, here's how I know. Because in my career, I've had this wonderful opportunity to take over a lot of different teams because that's what I love to do. I love to start something and fix things and okay. So many, many times this happens to me where I take over a new team. So they don't know me, I don't know them. And their normal go-to is to say, hey Megan, blah, 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 and there they go. They're off to the races, complaining about Bob, Joe, or Kate. That is their normal. Now, the first time that you do this to me, I will give you an extra minute because I don't know you, you don't know me, so I'm gonna give you a little bit of grace. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to interject gently, and then I'm going to just state clearly and concisely, I understand that you're feeling this way about the da da da, but here's how we're gonna handle this moving forward. And how are we gonna handle it moving forward? Because I do have a question. Yeah. I don't agree with just sitting there talking negatively about a coworker because that's it's not okay. But I have been in situations where the boss might not have been aware that so-and-so is not pulling their weight, like at all, mm -hmm. like at all. Yeah. Like the work is sitting there and mm -hmm. I'm having to do it because yeah. they're not doing it. Oh yeah. The boss needs to know about that. I feel like that's on my list too. So 
So if that's the scenario. That's the scenario, is that okay? When is it okay to, you know, we can't sit there and gossip about a person. No. And we can't sit there and just bash them. But is it okay to tell the boss, hey, so-and-so is not, is that okay? Okay. So before, before we dig in that deeply, here's my take on the matter. If I have 10 people working for me and Joe's not pulling his weight, I am supposed to know that before you even think it. Mm -hmm. That's my job. Yes. I need to know that and address it before you even think it. So I'm talking about, this is way ahead of time. Like you've already thought it, you've mulled over it, you've created some angst in your own self because of it. Mm -hmm. And then you got to the point where you saw nothing was being done about it. And then you finally, so this is like 10 years later, you're now (laughs) at the boiling point of having the uh, frustration and just the agitation, all of it. So you're at the point now where you're actually going to voice your concern Yes. to the boss. Mm -hmm. You probably voice your concern to other people first. Which does that indicate our boss is basic? If we're getting to that level, if we're already at that level. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. Now, and I'm only saying this because I I don't I'm trying to be nice about this, okay? But every company has goals. Our job is to what? What is the job? What is the goal? And in the company, you have goals, you have measurements, and it all breaks down into smaller goals for smaller teams, okay? And if you are in charge of 10 people or 20, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, you're supposed to be measuring their work. Correct. That's how you know that's how you know what to do. Yeah, 100%. That's how you know, I mean, who you should be looking at for a promotion, for more responsibility. For, I mean, how do you even do a business if you don't know how people are performing? You shouldn't be guessing. You should know for sure right. here are the people and here's their performance. And it's one thing if you perform low or high over a month, that's fine. But given six yeah, months, eight months, yeah. nine months, you should know who your top performers are. And who your bottom performers are. And I'm not saying, it's okay. If you are a bottom performer, it's okay. As long as, if you are a bottom performer, it has to be addressed. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You can't be a bottom performer and not be addressed. Right. You can't be both. Right. Now, if you are a bottom performer consistently, I mean, there's there's two reasons. A, you're not being addressed and so you think it's okay. B, you have been addressed and you can't do anything to fix it, which means you're probably in the wrong role. Right. And when that's okay too, because you're probably unhappy with it. Yes. So you need to change anyway. Okay. I- I've said a whole bunch of things, but the initial question was if your boss is just allowing negative talk. And yeah, that happens. And I know it happens because that's always, I don't know what, do I have a sign on my face that says you could say anything you want to me? Because yes. you certainly can't. Yes, people think that. Well, because who else are you going to tell it to? Oh, no. I have a level of tomfoolery that I will accept. And the line is about here. <laughs> so tell me, what is the right response? If you don't want to be a basic boss, how, what, how do you address that? I'm coming here and I'm like, I'm on fire. So I'm tired mm-hmm. of picking up the slack for so-and-so. They are mm-hmm. lazy or whatever choice words I have at that moment. Yeah. I've, I've built up. My first response is, I'm sorry. Okay. That's good. Because you shouldn't feel that way. Right. You shouldn't feel frustrated. You shouldn't feel helpless. You shouldn't be at the point where this has gone on so long that mm-hmm. you're bringing it to me. Because right. it's my job to know that, not yours. Right. Yes. It's good that you know it, but I should have addressed it a long time ago. Right. So that so sorry is a 
great start. So that's where I start. I'm so sorry. Yes. And then I'm going to have to look at it. I have to look at the numbers. So I have to tell you, here's what I'm going to do. Wallace, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. I'm so sorry that you're frustrated. I'm going to go and take a look at the numbers. I'm going to assess the situation and I'm going to get back to you on one thing or the other. Now, I can't tell you, well, so-and-so's going to get canned. No, <laughs> I can't see that. And it's one thing to express a concern of an underperformer, mm-hmm. for example, but how do you make it so that someone is not comfortable talking to you, the boss, negatively about other people? So I think there's a difference between complaining and... Oh, negative talk. Is that what you're saying? So like, are we mm-hmm. complaining about their performance or... Yeah, what do you, what do you mean exactly by negative talk? Because you just may not like Joe. Oh, well, Maybe yeah. you just don't like him okay, and you just yeah. want to complain. Oh, yeah, that's not, no, that's not. What if somebody's just a negative Nelly and they're just, they just want to trash talk? Give me your answer. What this, you ha- this has happened. So what'd you say? I'm so sorry you feel that way. Do you have receipts? And, and again, let's just assume that I don't and I just want to talk trash. What are you going to say? I... I'm not going to have a conversation with you about so-and-so if you don't have receipts. Okay. That's the end of it. Okay. And we're just not going to talk about them for the fun of it. Not without receipts. We're not. Because if you want me to fix something, I am more than happy to fix said thing. I don't want broken things on my team. But the boss can't just be your ally for gossiping about the team. We're not going to gossip. Because if you allow yourself to gossip with one person... You'll have no trust because if you're gossiping with me about so-and-so, one day you will be gossiping about me mm-hmm. with somebody mm-hmm. else. That's how I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. No, it's, but it's 100%. And it goes for everything. When someone shows you who they are. Believe them the first time. <laughs> yeah. you know who said that? Do you know who said that? No. You quoted her earlier. Yeah. My Angelo. She's she so smart. That. She said, believe them the first time. time. It's true. Some people leave that part out, though. Some people say when someone shows you who they are, believe them. She said, believe them the first time. The first time. time. That's the key. Yeah. Don't believe, don't wait until 100 times to believe them. It's true. Anyway. It's so true. But after a while, word gets around. And to be fair, we don't usually have a whole bunch of complainers. I'm going to say the percentage is 10%. That's what I'm going to say. That's good. That's good 10%. 10%. 10% is also the number of people who are probably low performing. Yes, I agree with that. Oh my gosh, did you ever some, have somebody that just interrupts you all the time? I haven't, actually. Basic. Yeah, that's crazy behavior. Mm-hmm. That's craziness. And it's for the same reason that you said earlier. You just don't respect what they're saying. Right. So you just repeatedly interrupt. It's one thing to inter. I always, I will interrupt people on accident. But if you're consistently interrupting a person, you don't care about what they have to say. And you're not listening. You cannot possibly be listening. Because you're too busy talking. Ugh. Basic. I actually heard this guy, the psychiatrist, say that one of the best things you could do is to be an active listener. Mm-hmm. If you want to build connection, yes, you are an active listener. And he said, as silly as it may sound, even repeating what people say puts you in the habit mm-hmm. of actually, instead of thinking mm-hmm. while they're talking, thinking about the next thing you're going to say, mm-hmm. which you can't possibly no. Be fully listening mm-hmm. and fully thinking mm-hmm. about the next thing you're going to say at the same time. You can't. So he's like, talk less, listen more, mm-hmm. 
and be an active listener. And again, I know that could sound silly if you're not on a therapist couch, but just try to repeat what the person said to them so that they feel heard and that builds connection. Oh, I don't think that's only normal on a therapist couch. I think that's good for business. I've heard that in business before times, time and time again. Repeat back what they said. Yes, that's really good. Even in the Navy, they do that. Yeah. Because when you're repeating it back, I'm not only telling you that I heard what you said, but you're also giving yourself an opportunity to internalize their... Yes. And even though somebody could be saying something super clear, I may hear it differently mm-hmm. than what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So when you repeat it back, yeah. it gives us the opportunity to make sure we're on the same page. page. And I heard what you were actually trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's heard differently. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. But you could like almost hear what you think is the intention. Yeah. And that's how you hear it mm-hmm. as opposed to what they're. Yeah. So repeating yes. it is really good. Unconscious bias. Yes. We have it through our own lens. Yes. Remember, I thought that you, I had this idea in my head that you like less salt than I do. Oh, I love salt. I was completely. Why did you mis- think that? I don't know, but I, I really thought that. Salt. Some comment that you made at some point, and me and my see biases. No, you would have repeated it if you would have said to me. So yeah. how can you say that you don't like salt? That right. would have been like no way. Right. No, but I just picked it up. I put it in my pocket. I found it away. Right. I didn't even tell you about it. No, then you gave me those cucumbers, and you're like, oh, I put more salt in mine, but not in yours because I don't think you like salt. And I'm like. I am always self-conscious of the amount of salt I put on my things. No way. Yes. Since I'm a child, I've been putting so much salt in my eggs since being a little kid. Eggs need salt. Okay, so I have a cousin. Mm. And when we were seven, I remember this vividly. She told me her mom, my aunt, who I adore, does not let her put salt on her eggs. Mm. And I remember feeling Mm. so sad for my cousin. Because she get up. Don't nobody give me an egg without salt. This is hilarious. I mean, to be fair, when you're seven, you need salt when you're seven? I feel like I need salt every day. I didn't even um, know what salt was when I was everything seven. Everything makes, salt makes everything better. Yes, and it does. chef would tell you, you could cook something and not put anything else. But if you put salt, you'll have what you need. Yeah. Oh, man. You that, that's why you got to put salt even in sweet things. You no. Oh, my word. put salt in cookies and, and cakes and everything. Everything has a pinch of salt. Pinch I think salt. this is one of those things I didn't want to know. Mm. I can't even. Also, my taste buds are, they're not the same as yours. Let me tell you that. I can taste something and tell you the ingredients one by one. <laughs> I couldn't even begin. Yeah. Well, we complement each other. Yes. All right. So. get to salt. I don't know. Oh, but re- repeating the things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So repeat what people say. And you know what? In the context of a boss, mm-hmm. I think that is even more important. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they can communicate an expectation to you and you don't mm-hmm. hear it the way they meant it. So repeating, okay, so this is what you want me to do. Okay, so let me just make sure. These are my priorities. These are my action items. These are my, yes, I think those mm-hmm. are all great. Worth repeating. I had a boss one time that wouldn't give me the goals. Excuse me? Then how would you know if you're failing or yeah. succeeding? Yeah. It was hard. They can't withhold the goals. It was hard. How could they withhold the goals? I don't know. I don't know how anyone does, but that was the situation. So it's happened before in life. Wow. Clarification. I think because of what you said before, if we don't know the answer, our head just fills it up with stuff that's probably not true and probably more negative than it actually is. Yes. And you don't want your people to feel 
circling back to that book that we were talking about, Leaders Eat Last, you don't want people to feel stressed because when they're in prolonged stress, it gets even worse. So it's, you just don't want to do it. You don't want to do it to your people. Speaking of, you don't feel like you can go to them for help. So your boss might be basic if you don't feel like you can go to them for help. So this is this is a little bit of a touchy subject because it's a culture thing. I think it could be a culture thing. Like in what way? So normally you would say, oh, I'm having this problem, whatever, and you can go talk to your boss and it's no problem. But what if you don't feel like it's okay for you to take that problem to your boss? Yeah. You don't feel like it's okay to talk to her because why? What if they're part of the problem? What if they're part of the problem? They could be part of the problem or part of, yeah, part of the decision-making process that led to the problem. Mm. If you feel they're any part of the problem, I don't feel you're going to want to bring it to them. I've been there before. And then you just, and then you feel helpless. Because your literal boss... Is part of what you... what Something that you... The system you're fighting against. Yeah. And then... And then that's it. I mean, that's a movie. Okay, anyway. It's real so, life. Yeah. It's real life. It's real life. I'm afraid it's real life. I wish it was a movie. It's yeah. actually real life. Or retribution. I've seen oh, situations yeah. where the boss had a favorite. This was not this was not my direct experience. This was an experience that was kind of near me, I'll say. Okay. And like the next apartment over. So still the same company, but next apartment over. So I had a little bit of a bird's eye perspective. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the boss had allegedly the favorite. And so no one else wanted to come to the boss because the favorite was a problem for them, but they didn't want to tell the boss because it was the boss's favorite. Yes. Yes. Drama. Yes. Such drama. Yes. That happened to me before. I was in a And that situation is probably still in place right now to this day. I had a boss that had that one of the, it was like friends with one of the coworkers, mm-hmm. and it was like boys club. But the person happened to be lowest performer, the friend Ooh. of the boss. Ooh. Uh-huh. So the rest of us, were, we just we kind of united. Like it was mm. us versus them, and it was awful. Oh. And it happened. It just so happened that it was the boss and another male, and then three or four females. <gasps> So it was like we were divided in that way. And that it, that honestly felt worse because yeah. we felt like we just couldn't be. Sexist. Yes. Sexism. We felt like we're never going to be his favorite in that way. No, because you're a girl. We're girls. And they do boy stuff. And they talk about boy games and yeah. whatever they were talking about. And they were like, <laughs> it was the boss and, the, and his favorite that yeah. happened to be the low performer. So what were we supposed to do? We know we couldn't say anything. That's an exact situation where you feel like you cannot approach your boss. For a problem. We couldn't. We couldn't. We knew that it was a lost cause. So we just had to do it. Because if he's a low performer, that means y'all doing the work. Exactly. So we were mad the Mm. whole time. We were so mad. We were so mad. We were so mad because we're sitting literally doing the work. Well, then we see the boss and the person walking back from a break. (laughs) Laughing hysterical about jokes that they've been telling each other. Well, the work work that they're supposed to be doing. This was real life. No. This was real life for years. No. Yep. So bad. We just had to deal with it. Okay. So that, yes. Basic. Basic. Yes. And in that moment, the low performer, yes, he was like the pain, but we didn't hold a grudge so much, I don't think, against him, but against the boss that was letting it happen. Because it's the boss's that's responsibility. His, that's his job. Yeah. Well, I mean, we started with that. Yeah, your job is to know the numbers before your people do. Yes. Because, okay, 
Well, I mean, this is probably not the same in, in every company, but most of the time, the people have insight to the, their own numbers and the boss has insight to all the people's numbers, right. right? So you don't really know, like you don't see Joe's twos that he's putting up. You're putting up eights. You don't see his twos. You kind of in feel this, like it's a two. It. In this case, we oh, saw geez, it. Oh, jeez, so you knew for in sure. This case, That's we even worse. Saw it and it was so much worse. And we would be telling things like, we would be told things like, so-and-so is not going to be fully engaged um, today or this week <gasps> because they're going through like something. And I'm like, well, I'm going through something, but I'm fully engaged. I'm bringing my whole self to work. Oh, did you ever try to have that conversation and say, I'm going through something and I'm not full going to be? F it felt like if again, it wasn't it okay. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It just wasn't. That's too bad. It was, but it's okay. I mean, it is what it is. Hmm. Okay. Well, the last one is, we kind of touched on this already, but if you just, you don't know that you're doing a good job. And so this, oh. this goes back to the whole, this standard, like what you were saying about clarifying expectations. I need to know what you need from me. Do you need me to do ABCD or ABCF? Right. Because whatever it is that you want me to do, I want to make sure I'm doing it because right. I'm an overachiever. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to be your favorite. Yes. It's like a thing for me. Yeah. Okay? Me too. I have an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in order to get to that status, I need to know what you need. Yes. And I'm not afraid to ask, and but also, I do need you to be able to tell me. Yeah. And on the other side of that, once I've asked and once I've done it, then it is nice for you to tell me that I am doing what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. Or not. Yeah. As it may be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always feel like it's always on to the next thing. I don't know. Do you ever feel like you just get the feeling that you're doing a good job because the expectations were clear? The boss said ABC. You did ABC. And then you just knew. Like she gave you the nod. Or. Um, I do think you just know. But it is also mm -hmm. nice to, I think. Be told directly. Be told directly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing I've seen happen is I heard my boss was in another, this is another, a different boss, but also a really good boss. She, I heard that she was in another meeting talking about me, about all the good that I had done. I was not in that meeting. I was never going to know, but it got around. That's nice. That is nice. That really That's nice. a good example about talking about someone behind their back yes. in, a in a good way because they know they eventually will find out yes and that was a, a just a good example of uh and i already knew she already thought she was a good boss as it was but that was just more that evidence really yeah that is a great thing to do mm -hmm. okay well that's all i have do you have anything else don't be basic don't be basic we, want, we need more from you bosses <laughs> your people need you I'm hoping that all of these things that I don't know, I don't know what to say. I, I don't want to be mean. No, we're trying to make people better. Yeah. We want people to be better. <laughs> um, Craig Rochelle says when the leader gets better, everyone gets better. Mm, yeah. So yeah, we want people to be better. <laughs> please, please, please do it. We need you. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. 
today. And also, hey, do you want to be a part of the show? Call or text 864-619-1683 to share your story, and we will get into it about all the things that went wrong. And another thing, we want to hear from you about your own ideas. Was there something that you thought should have made the basic list? Yes, let us know. (laughs) I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. You know what? That would be a fun list to read through. Tell us everything. Type in the YouTube comments and let us know what we did not mention. And listen, friend, we know it's not easy, but remember that whatever it is you're walking through, you are not alone. And together, we can make the world a better place to work. Thanks for listening, team. Take care and see you next week. Bye. Bye.